Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Web Culture here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 9th of April, 2015. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and uh, well, we don't have a guest today, but we do have a week that was chock full of stuff. Uh, and hey, 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 Dave, um, happy uh, Conversion Rate Optimization Day. Well, and about time they got their own day. <laughs> I think so too. I mean, you have Hamburger Day, you have um, uh, Secretary's Day, you have Boss's Day, which is pretty much every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now we have uh, a conversion rate optimization day. Um, apparently, it's hashtag CRO day. And um, I just just so people in the industry don't know a bit of the history behind this, it replaces the um, well, the semi-annual Tim Ash and his Speedo Day. Which was, um, I guess, judged to be not safe for work. You know? I know the image you're referring to. I can't get it out of my head now. Thanks, Jim. I just managed to flush it out with some expensive hypnosis. Well, you know, just doing my best to make your day a little more surreal, Dave. Um, And if people don't know what we're talking about, seriously, you don't. like. It's out there. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Okay, where do we want to start? I mean, there was just tons and tons of stuff out there. Why don't we um, why don't we start with that YouTube one that 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 uh, you just pointed out, Dave? The um, Google is going to be offering YouTube as a subscription service in uh, in twenty in twenty six or as early as this year, twenty fifteen, and um, if you subscribe, you won't have to put up with commercial interruptions or pop ups or. All the other annoying stuff that happens in the middle of YouTube videos. What do you think about that? I, I love it. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I think it's a great idea. F- from, a, from a Google standpoint, obviously, there's the diversification is security, right? Diversify your monetary sources. There's security. They're, they're a little ad heavy right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, and it is a complaint. There are a lot of ads. Would I pay for it? Probably. I probably would because, you know, I'm, I'm, I view a lot, I'm sure you do too, at work where you're actually viewing these things to try and find information and all I want to do is get to that thing I need to do, right? I'm looking up something on, you know, some weird configuration in a child theme in WordPress, whatever, right? And I just want to get to the video. It'll save me time. Um, you know, I, I think it's great and I think there's going to be a lot of backlash against Google, this sort of two-tier thing, um, you know, sort of why should some people have to see ads? Well, you know, the haves, you know, obviously don't. Not that I expect them to come up with a really hefty rate, but at the same time, they have to make money off the off the service. They're just giving people a choice. You can stick with the ads um, or, or you can not. Um, you brought up a, a great point before the show, Jim. Um, so I, I'm going to turn this back to you with a question. What do you think is going to happen to the ad landscape once uh, once a, a paid option is available? Well, sure. I mean, once you've uh, once there's a paid option, what do you what do you think Google's going to do with um, <laughs> with your video space? It's going to be chock full of ads and pop ups, and you know, an ad slides through every few uh, ad slides through every few seconds now. Yep. Um, well, I'm sorry, every 30 seconds or so? What if an ad slid through every 
five seconds. Um, Dave, you're talking about you know watching watching a how-to video on some configuration, and you know it just just when you're looking at the settings and you're you're just getting it, <laughs> an ad pops up and covers up all the settings. <laughs> the video moves on, and you dial the video back, but the ad is set to come up at that time. Yeah, I, I think a disadvantage, and I, I'm sure they've thought of this, and you but you got to wonder how this plays out. Is there will be a demographic that pays? I will, you will. Um, you know, some of the heaviest users will um, pay for it. So I, I do have to wonder what's going to happen to the ad landscape, which advertisers will it impact? And I, I just found out about this, so I, I haven't had time to really give it any thought. But once you take that demographic out, what's going to happen? Were we the people that were just sort of ignoring them as as it was anyway and it, it won't impact much? Or, or were we people that were actually... Uh, paying attention to them to to some degree, you and I certainly are because we're advertisers. But um, you know what what will that change? Anytime you pull ads away from people or give them an option to, I have to wonder what that's going to do from the advertiser standpoint to YouTube when you pull that demographic out. And were we actually a valuable demographic, um, or were we not? And and in fact, will it improve their ad revenue because we tended to be people who just just wait till that skip button hits and get going. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, uh, it, it, there's a great point, which makes you think of another point. What about content creators? People who they're, they've made a job creating content for YouTube and enough people watch it to drive enough ad revenue to make it worth it for these people to keep creating content for YouTube. These are, these are entertainment or infotainment producers that are making a living bringing what people want to them, you know? So how does this affect them? Suddenly their ad revenue will decrease. You know what? That That's an interesting point. I naturally just assumed, oh, okay, Google would would share a bit of that with them, <laughs> you know, as, as their payment. Um, you know, because, of course, Google does want you to keep making your Minecraft videos or whatever, right? <laughs> and getting sure. them out there. Um, so will they compensate for that? I would certainly hope so. I think they'll really be shooting themselves in the foot if they if they start to take off because the the actual producers because those of course those producers have a huge following and are totally happy to go somewhere else if they have to and bring you know some of their following with them. Well, you know what I I, I pay for like uh, two different um, digital content services. I pay for uh, you know a newspaper subscription service and I pay for Netflix. And the right. reason I do that is because both of these services produce original content that I'm very interested in. Yeah. So I'm wondering, where, where is it logical for Google to go with a subscription service? I, I, I subscribed originally to Netflix a couple years ago because they were bringing the Kevin Spacey version of House of Cards and you'd be a fool to miss that kind of TV. Yeah, so I, I still haven't seen the last Netflix. season. I'm really but, uh, satisfied with it. I love it. Yeah. It's a great service, and I've stayed subscribed ever since. Will Google be bringing me bringing us original content for that money? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess no. And, and you know what? In, in their defense, if if Google said, "Hey, we're gonna do that," I would go, "Don't." I mean, not because I I think you know maybe they should for for value for money, but at the same time, you've got to go every time. Google isn't a great content producer let's take webmaster videos aside and stuff <laughs> but <laughs> but you know when 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 we see them try to overstep what they're they're really meaning to do what their core business is it it just never goes well <laughs> for them um you know so i i think if they start trying to produce content 
You know, I, I would actually much prefer to just see them just go and buy Netflix or something, right? And let the Netflix part folks keep producing that great content that they're producing. Um, then well, it could also, for what it's worth, it could also be argued, Google could say right back, but we do give original content. It just happens to be Minecraft and kitten videos. <laughs> well, and that's it. And that's, you know, you're, you're totally right and spot on. And it is original content that is there. And that's, I think they need to focus on that. Let users do what users do and then monetize the heck out of it. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we had the, uh, the quick story, um, that, you know, in fact, nobody was making money off YouTube. Mm hmm. The uh, the people who were creating content for it were mostly working on a break even or at a it's a labor of love. They're getting some revenue, but they're putting more time in than they're actually getting remunerated back. And right. Google has had to spend so much, you know, just upgrading its uh, its storage, its servers, um, its bandwidth, just to support the um, I mean, incredible growth of YouTube. Is trivializes the growth of YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's the, 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 I can't find the words to describe how fast YouTube has populated itself. Yeah. Um, I saw a stat the other day. You know, in the last three months, more images have been taken and uploaded to the web than in all of the 20th century. Wow. Yeah. That's how fast. You know, now apply that same sort of thinking to uh, to YouTube or to video, right? Because we've democratized communication to the point where like anyone can do it. YouTube itself is a virtual network of sorts, a virtual network full of like thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of channels. It's interesting. I'm just the 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 sheer disruptive power of it amazes me. Yeah. No, I know. Whenever you hear these these facts, it really puts it all uh, puts it all into into context. The sort of world that we're living in right now, and I, I think in this is a context where you and I, and and you know, our I guess the the generation before us, um, were really lucky to have seen this, um, to have been around for for this specific moment in uh, in time, and hopefully our, our listeners are uh, appreciating it as well because it is actually a miraculous moment when you take you know a, as you point out through an entire basically century and we're, we're producing more content right now in a, in a matter of months than we did over an entire century. Well, again, it's just because it's, it's not because we didn't want to back then. It was just the barrier to entry was insanely high. Film was expensive. Right. Yeah. Um, and I take like 10 great, I take 10 pictures with a digital camera to get one shot. That's half decent. Right. Right. Um, as most people do. So, I mean, just, just think of numbers. It's, it's cra it crazes me. Okay, let's move on. Um, you know, but we're going to take a break in, in about five minutes. So we don't have a lot of time. Here's a quick story. And it's, again, disruptive in how the world is changing. And even three or four years ago, this story wouldn't happen. But it is now. Every year in, uh, in Amsterdam, um, there is a competition. And it's a competition for um, the best marijuana in the world. Um, this isn't about medical marijuana, incidentally. This is about stuff that will... Um, um, recreational. Highly down. recreational. Um, <laughs> it's called the Cannabis Cup. It's, it's um, hosted in Amsterdam. I have not been myself. I know people who have been. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Jim. <laughs> but but it was quite enjoyable all the same, right? My friends tell me I had a good time. Um, 
the internet marketing ninjas are going to be exhibiting at this year's <laughs> Cannabis Cup. Like, I, I, I think that's amazing. I really do. No, it really shows you where, where the world's gone in that context, doesn't it? Yep. Um, now, the, um, how does, the thing I find most, I mean, it's, uh, it's Boykin. If you don't, <laughs> you, you gotta love Jim Boykin. I mean, you just, you, you just gotta love this guy. He's a really um, genuine, warm, interesting, my generation kind of guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the internet marketing ninjas are pretty much everywhere. It's hard. You don't know it, but they really are pretty much everywhere. And, um, to see them exhibiting at the cannabis cup is great for the, the, the growth of their company. Mm-hmm. The, uh, penetration of the search marketing world into, well, pretty much everywhere. And, uh, the chain, the rapidly changing attitudes around cannabis in the United States. Yeah, no, it's it's great, it's great. Um, like I, I think, I mean, it's great in the context. Of, you know, I don't think it's it's earth shattering. Hey, let's you know, uh, you know, fix that drought in California, kind of great. But um, you know, it's it, it really shows sort of where where things are going. And I mean, honestly, it, it just sort of reinforces to me that uh, the Jim's just a, a fun guy. Um, <laughs> he just is. <laughs> Indeed, he is. Um, you have to ask him about apples. Ask him about the use of apples one day. Um, but, you know, but to, 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 not just to, to, to beat the horse on Jim Boykin being a, uh, a nice guy, he's also kind of a good guy. I saw something on, uh, that you put up on Facebook the other day, Dave, that, that kind of you know, perplexed me. I was wondering, what the hell is this? actually kind of start, started to worry from a business perspective <laughs> about what I thought it was. And it was, uh, you wrote that Jim Boykin and Ann Smarty are your favorite people in the world. <laughs> Which um, you know anybody else um, who's an SEO biz- or a search marketing business owner probably looked at that and went, "Oh shoot, now what?" <laughs> <laughs> but I, as I found out just before the show began, my reaction was all wrong. <laughs> um, why did you write that? Um, what, what did it, what did Boykin and Smarty do that was so cool in your world? Yeah, Boykin and and, and Smarty are, are great. Um, I I had said he's he's been supportive of the community and and the people in it over and over again. I mean, you've seen it, I've seen it. You know, helping Dana doing this that. I mean, he's a great guy. Um, so I I'm doing on uh, on the 26th of April. I'm doing running uh, my first half marathon, and I decided I'm I'm going to run it for somebody you know well and and I do, um, Al Tissick. Um, who's, Reverend, uh, Al. who's just Reverend Al? Um, he uh, organizer. He's responsible for an organization here in uh, in Victoria that helps take people who are on the street who really, I, I shouldn't say anybody should be, but those people who just shouldn't be right there by circumstances that hit them. Um, you know, they they could well get back on their feet. They could become tax paying, productive members of, of society again. And, well, and he, these these are the people who were two paychecks away from uh, from the streets and actually found out what that meant. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. Um, and so he organizes to get them get them into places. He actually has has bought a building now. Um, to house on them and, and get them sort of, you know, set up where, you know, how easy is it to get it? You know, you can say get a job to somebody on the street, but would you hire somebody who can't shower, can't, doesn't have clean clothes? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Right? <laughs> you need to sleep. You need to be able to clean yourself. You need to be able to, you know, get yourself yeah. together and, and eat properly. Um, so that's what he organizes here. Something I near and dear to me. And, uh, you know, Mary volunteers down at our place 
um, every week. So, uh, you know, obviously this is, this is tight to me. So anyway, I decided to, to do that run to, to try and raise um, some money for them. Well, Boykin steps up. Um, and he's donating a cup, an hour of his time, an hour of um, Aunt Marty's time for me to put up as as incentives. So for anybody who uh, who donates here at specific levels, um, gets a free hour with him. Um, Eric Ward's in, um, and I'm going to be uh, giving um, an hour to to each person who gives a hundred dollars or more to just sort of go over you know site audits and and things like that. Um, Boykin and uh, and uh, Eric Ward, because it's not their thing, I'm putting it at, at the 250 level. Um, but yeah, and, and one of the great things, anybody who donates today, um, there's an anonymous donor who's doubling it all too. So you get to do good things and know that whatever you're doing is uh, is doubled up. So I, I got to plug it. If anybody's interested, just go to beanstockim.com slash run, donate away. There's a list of incentives there. There's more coming in all the time and I got a few contacts I'm still waiting on. If some come in at, at levels, anybody who donates early will we'll obviously still get them. So that's beanstalkim.com slash run. Slash run. Okay, and by the way, that's good on April 9th. If you're listening live, do it now. Um, actually, do it in 30 seconds when we go to commercial break. <laughs> Listen to the commercials because they're worth listening to. You can do both at the same time. <laughs> uh, again, beanstalkim.com slash run. I'm going to vote for Revan Altizic. Um Great guy. He, he uh, uh, a retired United Church Reverend, but the man is a saint. And uh, well, you know what? That brings us to commercial time. We got to take a break here on Webcology on Webmaster Radio on FM. We're going to be coming back with some fun stories, including a Matt Cutts sighting yesterday. I saw him. I saw him doing the dinosaur hands, Dave. It was magical. I'll tell you all about it after the uh, when we come back here on Webcology after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Web coaching. We'll be back after this short break. The Web Marketing Association presents Great Moments in Website History. 1994, Trey G browses with a high-speed 56K modem. 1997, Donnie W discovers scrolling. 2006, Smudges the Cat becomes an animated GIF. What is your great moment in website history? The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. The call for entries has begun, and the deadline to enter is May 29th, 2015. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. 
As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here at webmasterradio.fm. It's the 9th of April, 2015. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And Dave, are you looking at that link I just sent you? Oh, I'm about to now. <laughs> yeah, well, brace yourself. It's the scariest oh. image you've ever... Oh, my God, eh? <laughs> In National Geographic today, the <laughs> best image of a penguin ever taken ever appears. Um, you know this one's going to get used over and over again. <laughs> well, I really want to... It's actually one of the reasons I brought it up. Anyone who's been on Facebook today or has... Um, been, you know, the, the uh, reading around social media has to have seen the uh, image that was taken by a fellow named Gordon Tate, uh, working with National Geographic in Antarctica. He put a GoPro uh, camera on the ice and captured a penguin coming at him in like full rage attack mode. And I swear I've never looked down a penguin's gullet before. That is one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Yeah, I. I... Wouldn't have even guessed that that's – yeah, no, that's frightening. It's the stuff horror films are made of. <laughs> so webmasters and people who want to write about the penguin penalty or the, pe- the penguin uh, add-on to the algori- Google's algorithm, um, if you use this image, everyone's going to know where it came from. But wow, is it a descriptive image. <laughs> Which brings me to the reason I passed that image over to you, Dave. What's that, Jim? Um, there was a, 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 a hangout the other day. Um, this was written about in um, Search Engine. Was it Search Engine Land over at uh, SEM Post? Moment over at Search Engine Land. This, stay with us here, folks. This might fly in the face of SEO orthodoxy, but things do with Google these days. Okay, mobile is coming. April twenty first is Mobile Day. That's a Tuesday, incidentally. April 21st is Mobile Day. So keep that in the back of your thoughts, okay? I think that was the Pegasus update, correct? <laughs> That's right, the Pegasus <laughs> update. <laughs> was it? What, did, we came up with that last week, didn't we? Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> so soon we forget. I got this thing about a unicorn in my head from last week. But anyway, um, mobile's coming. The, the, the Pegasus update is on its way. <laughs> And um, we're going to be talking a lot about that in a few moments. But our other two most recent obsessions, um, the Panda and Penguin updates, well, they still exist. Now, we had been led to believe, I'm pretty sure we were led to believe, that they were going to become part of Google's overall algorithm. They were going to go ever, for want of a better term, ever flux. Right. Apparently not. In a, uh, in a hangout uh, a couple of days ago, John Mueller, in one of the office hour hangouts, John Mueller uh, 
suggested that Google is going to be pushing Panda and Penguin algorithm updates into the future. Now that was um, the implications of that sentence are 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 staggering. Yeah, on on several different levels, eh? Yeah. Well, and you're you're totally right. We had been led to believe, although I knew it was false at this point, but there was a couple updates ago we were being led to believe that the panda had been moved into, as you, I think you're using the right word for that, Everflux uh, mode. And then, you know, a couple months later, they launched a manual <laughs> update and sort of went, okay, well, they were lying to us then. I mean, I don't I don't think they actually lie. I think it's they not just went, oh, lie. that didn't go so, well. <laughs> yeah, and indeed, um, they thought they had it and then their data told them they didn't. Right, which you know is is different. But if you don't announce later, hey, our data was wrong. We decided not to do that. You know, come on, people. Anyway, <laughs> so what's okay, your take, so, Jim? Uh, what do you before think? Before we go forward, why does that matter? It matters because people make changes to their websites, and they're expecting to, you know, based on uh, um, actions Google has taken, and they're expecting to see, <coughs> sorry, some some sort of improvement in their website's performance. If they can't expect the the improvement until the uh, next update runs, it's um, well, it makes it very difficult for webmasters to know if they're doing the right thing and if they're making the right decisions. Well, you're right, and especially when we've got gaps. I mean, you remember it well, and I do. When you may go a year um, between between updates, in, in the case of Penguin, and have devastating effects on your business. I mean, when you're looking at a year, it doesn't even matter what season is top for you in your <laughs> business. You've missed it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think from that context, I, I, I'm obviously not a, not a big fan. And you're right, it's, it's extremely difficult um, for webmasters to try and operate when you don't know if you've just done the right thing, and it may be months before you know and you really don't want to, you know, especially if you're dealing with Penguin, where it's like, do you want to do link building while you're still in that penalty? Or do you want to wait until, um, you know, <laughs> it, it, the sort of, it, it's cleared itself and, and then, you know, oh, okay, that worked. So and now, I, now I can start, start working again at this. And, you know, okay, now you're being set back, not just that time frame, but you're being set back the, the months of work you, you could have been doing to, to better your site and, and get well, your And moreover, the months of work that you are doing isn't really showing an improvement because Google hasn't done that essential mega update. Right, right. Um, and we're also, we're advising our clients do X, Y, and Z. You know, follow these steps because, to the best of our knowledge, this is. And by the way, this is this is what 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 saves any SEO any day of the week. To the best of our knowledge, this is what Google has said it was doing. And here's where we can say show that Google said X, Y, and Z. Right. When, and again, I'm not. I don't want to give the impression that that, that me and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm speaking for Dave that we're not mad at Google about this because you know I figured they thought they had it, and as it turns out, their data suggested they didn't. Mm-hmm. So they got to make a tweak, um, or <laughs> mobile's coming. You know, right. hashtag mobile day. It's coming, <laughs> um, and maybe they need to um, do a new iteration of uh, of Panda, which will lead to a new iteration of Penguin, um, just to you know keep up with. Uh, Keep up with changes they've had to make because of hashtag mobile day coming soon. 
<laughs> I hate hashtags. They drive me crazy. But they're still <laughs> they really are. No, I mean, seriously, what do you think? Um, the other implication, I mean, this, we read this about two hours ago, so my mind is still trying to unpack it all. Yeah. Um, the other implication is that there are, are major changes that are being made in one or both of the, I don't, I don't even know, what do you call them, bolt-ons? Yeah. Um, these algo bolt-ons. Um, they're updates, but, you know, I don't even know what to refer to Panda and Penguin as anymore. I'm not sure either, but I'm now, right now, sorry, just, uh, just as a note, staring at the guy who sits next to me in the office here has decided that his top monitor uh, background should be a penguin biting. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Scott, for the horror show every time I walk in. Dave, uh, is that Mackenzie? Uh, no, oh, no, it's, it's on all his monitors. No, it's uh, Scott Lidstone here. Well, Scott, you owe me a new keyboard. I just took, I just took a sip of uh, coffee when uh, Dave said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry that that was a bit distracting for me when I just happened to glance over. Undoubtedly, <laughs> and that happened. Um, I love the I, effect our show has on people. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Great, people all over the world will start doing it now. Um, Fuck up your boss! Don't screw up your boss! Do it now! Do it now! Oh, um, so okay. All right, back back on back on track here. Let's talk about penguins and pandas from the 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 context. Um, you know, I, I think you were on you were on a, an important point for us to always remember. Like, I can get annoyed as me. We can get annoyed as as webmasters. You bring up a valid point. Um, like, they can try to put it into Everflux, um, but. I'm going to go back to Jeremiah Andrick again. A search engine is a really, really hard thing to build. <laughs> like, okay. and, and he's right. Um, you know, we're, we view these things and it's like, hey, it's unfair. You should be pushing this penguin out. But if they do it when they're not ready, what's that penguin going to look like? Or panda. Or if they put it into Everflux, you know they probably want to. You know they've tried. So what happened and what went wrong? And obviously that's worse. So I, I kind of sympathize with them, but out of sort of respect for these webmasters that are doing their darndest, it would be nice if they could even push it back to the old Google dance days, right? Like it's a, yes, it's a manual thing, but Hey, you know what? We're going to push it out every four to six weeks. We're just going to do like a reset. And you know what? It might even be the old one we're running, but it's at least going to clear up link profiles during that time. You know, if you've actually done all the hard work, it's going to it's going to fix that for you and, and address those issues for you. So at least put it on some schedule where people can expect it um, or at least expect, you know, maybe as I say, it may even be the exact same algorithm, but at least understand that a refresh is going to happen on it. Um, at these points in time, you know, give or take. I know they might not be able to set a date like April 21st, but, um, you know, at least giving people something to look at and go, okay, it happened. If I didn't, I know I've, you know, I got four to six weeks to get more done. I, I'm picking those because that was the, the old Google Dance, you know, time frames. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, if they could at least give us some idea as to when these would happen, um, you know, maybe they don't like SEOs enough to do it, but there's some hardworking, you know, just site owners themselves who are trying to do their very best, maybe hired the wrong company and trying to fix it themselves. Give them a break. Well, in, 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 indeed. Um, and uh, like like you said, Dave, it's not a uh, – God, 
See, I'm not, again, I'm not mad at Google. I, my sympathies are with the people who are trying to improve their websites or improve their clients' websites. Um, but I got to tell you, days like this make being an SEO very interesting. Because if it's not part of Everflux, that means they're adding components to it or they're working with components in it. And they've, they've, changes are, changes of such a scale are necessary that they have to test it again as an add on, not as a component of. So that leads to the question what might they be messing with? Oh, that's a great question. Um, It's not the duplicate content filters, they've probably got that down. So is it structure? Is it how information can be repurposed by Google in other parts of the search result page? You saw the announcement Google had earlier this week. If you um, put an event up on your uh, on an events page in Facebook, it may well become part of the one box on the uh, yeah off to the right side of the search results. Yeah. So might items like that be part of what? Google looks at when it considers high quality content on a website, stuff that it can pass to the information consumer. Well, indeed. And then there's also the angle that they have to deal with that we don't often think about. I mean, you're a, you're a white hat SEO. I'm at this stage in time, (laughs) maybe not a decade ago, but now I'm a white hat SEO. Um, And, you know, a lot of our listeners probably are as well, but we're, we're not the only ones out there. And every time they do an update, there's an analysis of this update and then there's a bunch of black hats and you can see what they're doing in the forums or at least what they're mentioning they're doing in the forums. And then there's probably about 90% behind that, uh, you know, working at ways to, to abuse it like the, the you know, like Facebook, mm-hmm. um, you know, so now they need time to deal with that, <laughs> you know, and, they, and you know, they're going to have to build those sorts of things in there. Like, yes, OK, we can use Facebook. Okay, well, that's that's all well and good. But as soon as you did that, now there's a bunch of people, and I know your brain went there. So did mine, and probably so did most of our listeners, if not all, went, okay, I, I can – I'll say nicely use that, but what I really mean is abuse that because you know that's – It's not okay, abuse. It's not illegal. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. It probably violates a couple guidelines here and there, but – No, it's quality uh, information. I'm just getting it out there as rapidly and quickly and um, forcefully as possible. And and that's because you're a good and upstanding netizen, Jim. But I have a feeling there's a few people that might just be pushing crap out um, to to get it. I mean, you you know who they are. We see it all the time. Um, So, you know, at the same time, they're they're having to deal with that. So I can kind of sympathize. But. Um, you know, even if they just put like a rolling ever flux on dealing with penalties, right? Like just if you see somebody has done their due diligence, just just let them go. <laughs> like, well, just just let it happen. And that's important. Like this is a. Uh, I I, I want to emphasize your point. I'm uh, I'm getting sort of caught in the in part of my brain with how would Google do this, but like. I think use a webmaster intent. I really tried to stay inside the lines. I really tried to um, not appear as if I was gaming your search engine. Um, I've done nothing wrong. Please, please give me a hope of getting traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's got to count. Or say, say somebody is trying to recover from a significant penalty. 
they've done all these steps. Now, yeah, you haven't had time to evaluate the efficacy of all those steps, but you see they've done all those steps. Yeah. Give them a bone. Something. But how could they do that, eh? Yeah, well, that's 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 the thing. And, I mean, I, I understand there's so much I don't understand. You know, none of us do. Heck, they're probably most of the employees at Google don't understand everything that's going on here. Actually, probably none of the employees understand everything that's going on. Well, if the employees understood, we would have to kill them. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I can sympathize with the task they have for them. Um, a little more communication, a little more clarity. Um, and maybe a little more reliability to these things would be a, a big help to, to webmaster. You know, it's frustrating, and I know it's been frustrating for you. You pick up a client. Um, we had picked one up early after the Penguin last, you know, two Penguin updates ago. And it's like, okay, now we can clean up your backlink profile. How many times can you tell somebody it's coming? It's long overdue <laughs> before, before you start to sound like a broken record who doesn't know what they're talking about. Dude, I've, I've still tried to say Google Google Plus without blushing. <laughs> you need rel equals author, uh, but no, but you still should. I know, uh, even though there's no reason to. There's a reason to. I swear, my gut says so. <laughs> there's some truthiness in that. It's all in the gut. Well, no, I mean, no, but but, no, but tell me, tell me, you wouldn't. Like, of course you would, because it's an option that it's a box that should be filled in. The worst that could happen is it's meaningless. Right. Yeah, there's but, a lot of that in SEO, isn't there, where it's like, well, the worst case scenario is it does nothing. The best case scenario is it does something. So you do Google it. Google Plus, it's kind of like a DBoz submission, but better. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you know you see the product of your work at the end, which may not happen in DBoz. That's true. <laughs> um, and, and the titles will likely be intact. Okay, at that, it is now 20 to the hour, which is an opportune time to take a, uh, to take a break. And we're going to be coming back and talking about, actually, I like the topic we're coming back with, um, something that was up in the SEM post today. Um, mobile day is coming, but it mightn't be as uh, bad a day for some brands as they might think. We're going to get to that in a second, but first... We have some commercials to go through. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 9th of April, 2015, and we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Do you want to optimize and grow your business? Then master your skills in conversion rate optimization. Sign up for Conversion Conference Las Vegas 2015, happening on May 12th through the 14th. It's Brasco from Webmaster Radio inviting you to the biggest and only conversion conference in the United States this year. Join your colleagues in the world's leading conversion experts, including Tim Ash, Amy Africa, Lance Loveday, Natalie Nahai, plus 40 of your favorite optimizers. Learn to create persuasive content, design landing pages that trigger your visitors to action, and convert blog readers into customers. Come to Conversion Conference, the conference that pays for itself in no time. 
WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get a $100 discount on their pass. Register early and get full access for only $897 when you use discount code WMFM. Simply register online at ConversionConference.com with the code WMFM. That's ConversionConference.com, code WMFM. Hurry, save your seat before they sell out. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Web College here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 8th of, or 9th of April, 2015. And uh, Dave, uh, before going to the last commercial break, I told you I was going to tell you about that Matt Cut sighting. Yep. And I totally spaced it because I got so excited about whatever we were talking about in the last segment. Okay, so it happened. Um, and you can, you can have your own Matt Cut sighting too um, due to the miracle of like, you know, saved uh, massive storage space on Google computers because Matt was on This Week in Google on Twit TV with uh, Leo Laporte and Jeff Jarvis yesterday. That's kind of crazy, eh? It was excellent. He talked. He gesticulated. He did the dinosaur head thing. He <laughs> even had a picture of a dinosaur behind him, and I swear to God... Like when I don't know what it is when Matt talks, he holds his hands like close to his body. It looks like dinosaur hands. It just yep. amuses the amuses the hell out of me. Yeah. Oh, um, and I assume you've seen the video of him as a T Rex as well because of that. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I get a big kick out of all that stuff. I, I think they actually put the dinosaur, the um, skeleton of the T Rex in the uh, in the quad at at um, at Google headquarters because of Matt. <laughs> Anyway, Matt is out there talking about all things Google, but the interesting thing is they didn't touch as much on search as you'd think they might have. Okay. So Matt, you know, Matt had extended his leave into 2015. That was the the story from last autumn. But um, he's out there speaking on behalf of Google again. Which is 
which was pretty wild. Awesome. I know. Because you had sent me, and on that, and it was, it was funny because it's still all things Google, over on the SEM post, and you'd posted this link earlier. Um, they'd announced, or, or Google's announced, Google looking for feedback on Webmaster Office Hours Hangouts. I hadn't yet heard from you about this Matt sighting, and all I could think of is uh, bring Matt back. That's the only real recommendation I can give oh, you. For- sad John. Oh, my goodness. John is over there in Switzerland with a little tear running down his cheek, Dave. <laughs> you know what? John can still do some. Um, I just find Matt more informative. And uh, if nothing else, you know what? A heck of a lot more entertaining. Well, there was there was the debate uh, going around SEO circles. Um, I, I know I saw some of it on Twitter. I saw some of it on Facebook the other day about um, is John Mueller um, trying to deceive webmasters? You know, where Matt Cutts was very specific and very careful about what he said. And, and you know, I, I want to remind listeners, uh, Matt was doing this for years. So he yeah. learned a lot of these talents as he went along. Mm-hmm. Matt was incredibly circumspect. He would either talk about a specific issue and only that issue, or he would take your question and somehow loop it over into something that was totally unrelated, but you'd think yeah. he answered your question anyway. He was amazing at that. Yeah. <laughs> John, on the other hand, is, you know, he's answering questions that are really coming in rapid fire. Remember also, Matt wasn't answering live, lifetime questions. He was answering stuff that was written to him, right? Yeah, that's true. John is answering questions with like um, dozens of the dozens of people are throwing at him in a in a lifetime hangout, and sometimes how to say this? I think sometimes he general he tries to answer the question, but because he can't get specific, he generalizes too much, and people apply what he says too broadly. Right. You know, um, whereas Matt had a chance to write and have the lawyers review it. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> and again, let's let's remember um, that Matt um, spent years as the SEO spokesperson for Google. He really honed himself in that role. Yeah, um, and you know, from a from a you've you, you've watched PR people work a line or work a room and uh, or work a press conference, and they have this amazing ability to, in a hundred thousand words, say absolutely nothing. <laughs> I am familiar with that. Matt was <laughs> phenomenal at that. <laughs> not that he would not. I'm not saying that he didn't. That he said absolutely nothing. What I'm saying was he was amazing at addressing a topic without giving away the secret sauce. Right. Um. So John Mueller is, you know, he's been doing the uh, Webmaster Office Hour Hangouts for probably about six months now, and um, you know, if you if you watch them, they're they're about an hour long, and uh amazing amount of information goes through those hangouts, but you got to be careful with the information because context is everything when you're talking about information around Google, right? (laughs) It's often about, John is often answering specific questions and his answers might pertain in that exact circumstance, but you try to draw it to another circumstance and you're, you know, really getting into the realm of conjecture and stuff. Yeah. So he wants to know how to improve the office hours, office hour hangouts. Um, this is for webmasters. Really, this is like one of our few ways to get into uh, the Google universe. You know, to really know what's going on in there from a Googleite, his yeah. or herself. 
So there you go. Um, over at the SEM Post, uh, Google Google feedback on Webmaster Offer Hour Office Hour Hangouts. Um, a link to uh, to a, a forum where you know communicate with John Mueller himself. And uh, I've met John; he's a good fellow. He will take what you say to heart and listen to it. And I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, I think the world is piling on him right now. Um, <laughs> he he needs to be more careful what he says again because people are making decisions around this information. Yeah, and those decisions mean money. But, you know, uh, I say give the brother a break. Eh? Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to use that statement as a bit of a segue um, to people who just can't catch a break at Google. <laughs> um, and, and we're just going to go uh, straight to Google themselves um, on a story you would let me know about. So so thanks, Jim. Yeah. Um, because this is just uh, just entertaining as, as all get up. Um, Google. With their problems in the EU, uh, with with their with their problems <laughs> with uh, well, pretty much everybody, FTC uh, and, and et cetera, et cetera, um, is now uh, on YouTube with their kids' channel breaking advertising laws. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the actual quote on uh, on the article over at Petri.com, um, the Coalition of Child Advocacy and Consumer Groups has asked the FTC to investigate Google for unfair and deceptive YouTube's Kids app, which they say is nothing more than a vehicle with the sort of ads that were outlawed on television over 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so that's what Google's up against now. Now, I haven't had a chance to, to install the app and, and sort of, you know, play around on it, I guess literally in this case, <laughs> um, and, uh, and and see what it's doing. I don't know if, if you have, but what are your thoughts? Like, what what are they dealing with? And are they not having their lawyers vetting their properties before? Or, or do you think this is just a, an overreaction? I don't think it's an overreaction at all. Um, advertising is pervasive. Advertising uh, uh, molds what we think about ourselves, about our, ourselves in the, as consumers, and about the world around us. Um, we have to be really – adults are smart enough to disseminate advertising, or we assume that they're smart enough to disseminate advertising and make up their own mind, but children are not. Children's brains, their opinions, their worldview are forming, and um, that's why they're called the formative years. And we have to be really careful about the types, types of advertising we expose children to. Um, I know a lot of adults who can't disseminate well. Well, yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, that's uh, once you hit the age of majority, um, free choice. I don't know what to tell you after that. Like, I don't, I, I don't want to limit uh, an advertiser's ability to express a free and honest message, except when it comes to children, because <laughs> you don't express free and honest messages to children. You express them to their parents, and let the parents express it to the children. Right. Um, cause they're children, they're kind of, but you know, you, you can advertise to them, you can advertise cereal to them and toys to them and all that sort of stuff. Like, you know, there's no reason they shouldn't know about these products, but how you advertise is really important. Um, and there are standards, there are standards by, you know, um, groups like, um, commercial free childhood, American Academy on child and adolescent uh, psychiatry, um, uh, uh, the Consumer Federation of America, Consumer Watchdog, Consumers Union, etc. They all have policies on advertising for children. Now, I don't think Google meant to violate them per se. Uh, not that they actually put the brakes on either, but 
I mean, just think, think of the world of, think of how fast our world has developed. You know, in, in the SEO world, we're only a 15-year-old, max 20-year-old industry. Right. But we have changed the way information is, uh, is shared en masse. We've changed the way headlines are written. We've changed the way newspaper articles appear. This is just the SEO industry. We didn't right. mean to. It wasn't intentional. But it's sort of how it shook out. Well, apps are being developed like on the fly. People are developing apps because that's what you do now. And it's very easy to develop apps, relatively easy to develop apps. Um, so Google's developed one. It's out there. Advertisers are advertising across it. It's, you know, young people, people our age or younger that are making these ads. And maybe they don't have the background from 30 years ago to understand from the television world 30 years ago to understand why these, you know, traditions and, you know, now protections for children exist. Right. Nevertheless, Google should know. It's the, it is the publisher or the broadcaster's responsibility because Google is adults, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what's the shakeout on? We've only got a couple minutes, so I think Dave and I are both struggling to figure out how to draw this story up quickly. What's the shakeout of it? I don't know yet. No, I don't either. But I, I mean, I think it's a good lesson for Google um, in in this one on uh, on their ad policies, and maybe in just you know what, let's go back to basics here on their don't do evil policy. Um, you know, if you if you really want to tick uh, your users off, um, do something to their kids that they don't like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, you know what? I have a hundred comments I can make, and I can't because we are scratching so close to being out of time. We're within thirty seconds, so I'm going to slowly wind us down. Um, that, incidentally, that last article was written by uh, Paul Thorot. It's found over at Petri.com, um, P-E-R-T-I.com. Anyone who's in uh, who's in uh, Chicago for the Microsoft Ignite conference, Petri is holding a. Um, well, a, a meet the newspaper night. If you're at Microsoft Ignite, find the Petri guys, let them buy you a drink, and meet some of the most focused authors in uh, cover, covering any issue Microsoft. Okay, folks, that's full time here on Web College on you know, WebmasterRadio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Web College on Webmaster Radio. It is the 9th of April, 2015. Got some great content coming up after the news. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.